Hello and welcome. It's Thursday again. <laughs> Come round quick. And forgive me, I am um I have the privilege of hosting today, but I have just had a bit of a technical nightmare. <laughs> so it caused chaos for these poor ladies by disappearing off with seconds to go. So thank you all um, for bearing with me. And we are delighted to be joined today by the fabulous Emily Fowle. And I can't wait for you to be able to share all your amazing insight and help us all on our journey. And we have been chatting briefly before we got here, haven't we, about how we need to be just a bit kinder to ourselves in some of the language that we use, of which all three of us were very, very bad at. Yes. <laughs> um, so we seriously need to have a bit of a chat. But before we get started, um, I'm going to ask the other lovelies how the week's been going for them. So Caroline, my love, can I start with you, please? Yes, thank you, um, Kim. Well, welcome, Emily. Um, yeah, I just can't believe how quickly the weeks fly by. And it's like I'm, I'm sort of chasing my tail all the time with this to-do list. And, endless, and it's like I think life is coming back in a big way, which is great. And the, the roads are busy, the restaurants are busy. And I, I suppose that's basically it. Previously, we were sitting around a lot, weren't we, for about a year, over a year. And now real life has kicked in. And I'm hearing that people are saying, gee, where's my day going? And where's the week's going? And here we are, June already. And uh, <laughs> we were saying just before we went live, the hot weather, <clears throat> suddenly you realise what you have been doing is sitting around a lot <laughs> and eating a lot and you know this is showing up for us in other ways too but yeah I would say my week has been pretty chaotic but I'm getting there but I don't know even know why it's so chaotic because I'm quite an organized person usually <coughs> I, know, I know what you mean my my to-do list seems to be the only thing I actually do at the minute is write on it rather than take anything <laughs> off you know just like keep adding it's like yes. that's really very helpful um i'm not sure that it, i can say it's a productive week if actually i've tripled the size of it anything. <laughs> but um, maybe they've still got friday i've still got a chance sam my lovely how about you yeah, I think it's interesting talking about tripling the size of it. I know I've certainly tripled in size in, in certain regions of uh, my body. So I'm really interested to hear some uh, great tips that Emily's going to share with us later. But maybe um, the, the reason for feeling a little bit chaotic and busy is because you're right, Caroline, the world has opened up, hasn't it? And all of a sudden, we've got a lot more to squeeze into our day. Um, and I know that I've shared before just the just the inconvenience of having to do the school run at 9am, which is is my role. Um, I, mean, I was used to not having that for so long. Um, starting school, just happen, you know, just slide in in their pyjamas in front of the laptop. But now I physically have to do that. And it's just something else, isn't it, to squeeze in. And now we can have coffee with clients or friends, lunch. And I'm actually off to um, a lunch after this. It's something else just that we're squeezing in, which is lovely. But it's just maybe we're getting used to those things again. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's busy. You're right. It's been a busy week. And I've got a brand new group starting tomorrow which I'm really excited about so that's taken most of my focus for this week but yeah it's busy it's good it feels energetic I'm really really excited about the next chapter I did a little poll actually yesterday with um, a peer group I was running 50% of them felt that the world will open up again on the 21st and 50% said absolutely categorically that is not going to happen which I found was really interesting that 50-50 split where are you ladies sitting on that? Are we are we opening up on the 21st or do you think we're we're gonna be delayed in that? 
I, well, as more hope than no, but I hope we are. And I hope that we that masks become optional, maybe not on public transport. But, you know, if you want to go shopping around a department store pretty soon and this hot weather, you, it makes it very uncomfortable. And we've got to get the economy up and running again. And I, if you want to wear a mask, wear one. And if you don't, that's fine, too. And that's my main thing. It's the blooming masks. <laughs> they are they are really uncomfortable, aren't they? And it's um. I don't. You're right. You know, now it is now it's warmer. I've done a couple of trips to um, uh, to to London, and obviously on on public transport, you you do want to wear them. But by the time you get there, you're just so desperate to take them off because it's so it's so hot and so uncomfortable. But I know we also need to um, keep each other safe. But I I agree. I think it's um I think we do need to start to see it un unfold and unlock. And it's it has been nice to be able to actually go and see people, you know, and actually connect again. I think. I've not realised how much I really missed it until you actually start to do it again. I knew I missed it, but it all becomes so much more real, doesn't it? When you're like, oh, I'm allowed to actually hug my parents, which has um, been long overdue and was a joy to be able to do it at the, at the weekend. So um, I'm feeling very blessed. Emily Lovely, it is such a delight to have you with us. I've heard nothing but amazing things um, about you and the work that you do. And uh, we are really looking forward to hearing um, your advice and your tips um, around how we actually deal with ourselves and how we look after ourselves better, how we can be more supportive. We talked last week about self-care and self-love, and this is a real huge part, isn't it, of, of what you do in helping people yeah. to really connect with doing the right things for themselves. So could you share a little bit, please, about you and your journey? My Well, yes, my journey is um, quite a long journey, but um, I um, started off my career working for drinks companies where I was in promotions and encouraging people to drink as much as possible. And um, I've gone full circle and now I'm of, often encouraging people to drink as little as possible. But um, I was diagnosed with endometriosis in my 20s, which, if you don't know, is a very painful condition that affects women. And um, uh, I went down the conventional medical route, as you do if you don't have any other advice. And um, after this, the treatment that I was given, I ended up with, had I put on two stone in about six months, I developed IBS. And when I stopped the treatment, the pain I was experiencing was just as bad as it had been. So it hadn't worked for me at all, but it left me in a worse place than where I'd started off. And just by chance, my mum read an article about a woman who'd written a book about endometriosis and she was a nutritional therapist. So I read the book cover to cover. I went to see her and she just transformed my health. So within about three months of seeing her, I no longer had any pain. And about three months after that, um, I'd been told I wouldn't be able to have children. Um, but we, we tried and I conceived the first month. So just amazing the difference that it made to my life. And I became really passionate about nutrition and was reading about it all the time and, try and changing aspects of my diet and people around me. And then I thought maybe I could retrain and do this. And, um, and again, things just happen sometimes, don't they, that are perfectly coordinated so I after my second son was born 
um, I took redundancy because it was offered to me and then I started the four-year course and it just worked out perfectly by the time he went into reception I was fully qualified and set my practice up and um, that's about the time I met Carol Ann I think it was 2009 when we first met and since then I've run my practice I've got lots of other things that I do um, as well as seeing individual clients I have a corporate facing business with a business partner and we go into companies or we did go into companies um, and run seminars and webinars on all aspects of health um, which I love uh, yes and I also work at a local university supervising nutritional therapy students so it's quite a broad and varied oh, career right. but that's what I love I love the variety of of different days meaning different things um, so yeah well, it must be nice to be able to see it come to life in all those different walks of life and, and see how it how it impacts people. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, isn't it? One to one work is great and but it's intense. And then if you one to many, you're getting your message across to so many more people at once and inspiring more people. And then the university work, it's lovely to work with students and encourage them and improve their kind of their consultation skills. So um, yeah. Oh, What's the, when you go into, um, sort of, I'm, I'm assuming more sort of corporate and larger businesses, what are you finding is the most common thing that you're being asked questions about? Is it generally around sort of stress or anxiety or weight gain? What, what is the thing that's most popular in, in larger organisations? Yeah, that's quite interesting. It often depends on the demographic of the company. So a lot of companies we work with are quite young and forward thinking. Um, so our most popular webinar or seminar is around energy. So how to have great energy throughout the day so that they're more, more productive. Um, what's interesting is most corporates don't want to talk about weight loss because they don't want to get involved in the whole body shaming thing um so we don't there's not much call for that um and then the the more we work with a client the broader the offer so we've got a client that we've been working with since i think october all online it's a law firm and next week we're doing women's health one day men's health the next and then i'm giving a talk on the menopause the week after so we've kind of done the broad stuff and now we're kind of drilling down into more um specific stuff for individual groups in the in the company do you, do you know what astonishes me emily there's so many programs about food nutrition we've got celebrity chefs now like we never had before mm. and yet we're all eating the wrong stuff <laughs> and yeah. people still aren't cooking from scratch and i don't think there's any awareness still of the effect that diet has on our health how how do you start to uh, address that sort of thing with clients yeah, it's re it is really challenging, isn't it? You know, there's this new phrase, ultra processed foods. They were just processed before, but now people are realizing there's nothing nutritious in a lot of the things that are on the supermarket shelves. And it is a big battle because some people just don't cook. I mean, I had a new client this week and he's coming to me and he says openly, I don't know how to eat well. And his diet was terrible. He said, I don't eat vegetables. And he was 30, hasn't eaten a vegetable since he was 12. And it, it's it's really sad. You kind of think people are so, there's so little um, 
it's like there's this huge dichotomy between people who are interested in food and watch cookery programs and are really interested in in recipes and experiencing new flavors and then you've got another sector of society who are who are trying to survive and their only source of information is what's on the supermarket shelves um so it, it is really difficult and it's quite a big educational piece um especially i think with younger people um to just get them to understand the long-term implications of of avoiding vegetables um in particular in particular yeah. Are you finding, though, that the millennials are far more in tune with this? Because, you know, I know that, that the whole sort of Love Island phenomenon has, has given uh, youngsters, you know, the want now to achieve the ultimate body, but also to do that with health and fitness. And I know, you know, my son, who's nearly 17, he's far more in tune with nutrition and what's good and what's not good and you know, almost like sometimes directs the menus for the house because he he wants to eat well. Are you That's finding right. it in the workplace? Um, it's not that obvious. There's always like a cohort in the audience who are super informed, or they think they are. That's our, we did. We've just launched a new talk called Nutrition Myths Busted because the same questions come up with every webinar we do, and a lot of it's misinformation that has been kind of peddled by um, food companies. So that's that's really great for us to be able to go in and say, right, you know, we know you're all wondering about, you know, does fat make me fat? Should I restrict how many eggs I'm having? Um, are vegans the healthiest people walking the planet? It's all of these kind of messages that we're sent, um, yeah, and pick up. So it is interesting. But I do think, yeah, there's definitely a section of younger people who are interested in their health. The problem is there's lots of quick fixes um, that are available for all of us that don't necessarily work in the long term. Sorry, I think that can be part of the challenge though, can't it? Is that, um, and maybe this is just me, so maybe I shouldn't say this is part of the challenge, it might just be me, but you kind of, you let it build for a period and then all of a sudden when you do notice it, when you do go, okay, you know, these jeans are a little tighter than they should do, or that top really isn't very flattering anymore, I immediately want to lose what I've been allowing myself to build up over six months in about six minutes, if at all possible. <laughs> get it off me by Saturday, that'd be amazing. Um, and yet that just, that just gets us into a, a, a spiral, doesn't it? A, a cycle yeah. that we kind of can't get out of. What, yeah. What What are ways that we can better address that maybe? I think it's like, I, I listened to your um, broadcast from last week. It's, it is all about that. It's about self-love and self-care. And if you have gained weight over the last year, you're not going to lose it in a week. And if you do lose it in a week, it will come back the next week. And there, you know, there are real, quite serious consequences to yo-yo dieting because your thyroid gland controls your metabolism. And if it's starved of food, it just slows down. And then it becomes even harder to shift the weight. So we, you want to avoid starvation mode as much as possible. And, you know, the diets that I advise my clients to, to follow are about eating and eating regularly so that your body feels free and it can let go rather than it's, oh my God, I've, I've only had 200 calories today. Your thyroid will respond to that and think, right, I am not burning any energy because 
I don't know when you're going to feed me next. So it's about, you know, nourishing the body um, and, and resolving any kind of underlying nutrient deficiencies or, you know, systemic problems that you may not be aware of. Um, so it's a kind of a, a, for me, it's a holistic approach. It's looking at the whole of you, including your lifestyle and the pressures of your work and how much time you've got. Um, well, I, I can vouch for Emily's, I don't even think it's a diet. It's a way of eating that is absolutely yeah. delicious. And I was just making all the wrong errors. So I don't, on this, I've lost weight with Emily's um, plan. And it's, it's, it's designed just for me, but I did do a blood test that revealed certain deficiencies, vitamins, and also minor health problems that I've had have cleared up because I'm eating properly and delicious food, luxurious food, delightful things, rather than just going into the old habits. So I don't feel at all deprived, which is part of dieting, which makes us so miserable. Yeah. And I said, to, I, I addressed the gin and tonic wine situation. And uh, Emily said, try vodka. Now you see, <laughs> this is the kind of dietitian that we want. It wasn't don't have that, that's really bad for you. It's like, well, vodka's lower, have, have some soda water with it. Thank you, you know. And we don't want punitive measures because you're not going to stick with it. Exactly. They don't work, do they? Because you, like you say, you start feeling deprived, you get into that downward spiral. And then what's the easiest way to make yourself feel good? Having something with sugar in it or some alcohol. And then you're you're back to where you were. So it's it's yeah, that it's the worst thing you can do is is get into that state of deprivation. Um I think that also, um, Emily, you're right in terms, you know, the what you just said about fueling your body, but fueling it with the right things, as opposed to the the fad, which I've fallen into the trap of, you know, recently and many, many, many times of, you know, fasting or keto, low carb, low fat, you know, not this, not this, eggs only, slim fast shakes, and and all of them. I'm sure we've all tried all of those things, and they all have an effect. You know, they all have an impact, and they're all successful in their own right, maybe. But we get sucked in, don't we? We get sucked into these fads. We get sucked into the, you know, the, the marketing of them. And I, yeah. I certainly have. And what, what, what do you say against those? I think anything that's promising you amazing results in a short amount of time should be questioned. Um, that, I mean, the the plan that I um, that I recommend is low carb, and low carb is the right way, but it's about making sure it's healthy. So you're cutting out the refined carbohydrates, which gives give us those spikes and it's the crashes that we need to avoid because that's when you crave something that's going to give you a quick fix of glucose. So it's about all about blood sugar balance um, and keeping your blood sugars stable so that you don't dip into the cravings. And that's when you're battling with your brain and you don't need to go there if you can keep your blood sugar stable. So there, I mean, there are lots, like you said, there's lots of different approaches to weight loss. And, but I would work with an individual and work out what would work for them. So, you know, there are great benefits with time restricted eating. So, you know, trying to have a 12 hour gap between dinner and breakfast or 13 hours, but you don't need to go more than 14 hours. And that's the other thing. People are going for 18 hours without food and then wondering why. <laughs> And then also being told they can eat whatever they like in the in the gap, which can't be good for your body. Um, so it's yeah, it's about just being a bit, I, I guess, a bit kind and thinking. Oh, there's a question come in. Kind and thinking about what's um, best for your body and your lifestyle and what's going to work 
for you. Do I answer that question? No, you yes, can't. I was just about to ask it. But um, so Nick's asking what, what the current thinking is on consuming normal milk. And there's so many milks, isn't there, these days? Yes. I can't keep up, to be fair. My, my view on that, I mean, it's quite controversial milk because obviously it's made by cows for baby cows, um, not for humans. But we've adapted in the West and most people can tolerate cow's milk. If you don't, don't drink it. You know, if you've got lactose intolerance and the symptoms that come with that, then it's not good for you. Um, the plant-based milks are great. I would just always read the label. Often they're quite unpalatable, so they pile loads of sugar in. So if you're drinking sweetened almond milk, um, that's not going to be great for you if you're trying to lose weight or you've got a problem with blood sugar balance. So always read the label. Um, and, you know, you know, in terms of milk as well, there's um, full fat milk is is the best type of milk to drink. But most people have gone off that because of the kind of texture. I don't think I could drink full fat milk. Semi skimmed is fine, but I wouldn't bother with skimmed. It's got higher carbs, uh, less less fat. Um, and we do need some saturated fat in our diet. So, Yeah. Can I ask, Amelia, I had an interesting, I read an interesting statistic. Um, I'm nervous to quote it because I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it was a good, healthy, balanced, nutritious lunch improves our productivity and energy by 60% in the afternoons. Does that sound, does that sound about right? And what would I don't you know recommend? Some of these stats, how would you prove that? Um, I mean, it's really important that what you're saying is really important, though. It's really important to have a good balanced lunch. And by balanced, I mean a good amount of protein, some slow releasing carbohydrates, um, some vegetables and some fat. And that will keep you going for longer and keep your blood sugar stable. And if you just had, I don't know, um, a pasta salad for lunch with no protein in it, you would your slump in the afternoon would be terrible. Um, or if you could try to keep going as well, you know, some people are too busy for lunch. Well, they're not going to be very productive in the afternoon because, you know, your brain uses a lot of energy to function. Um, I think we always think it's about physicality, but mentally we use up a lot of energy as well. So it's lunchtime now. Many people are about to have a lunch. Well, give us a, a really quick, you know, couple of plates or menus that you would say these these are perfect for working mums men dads you know perfect yeah. for giving us energy boost for the afternoon so a great lunch would be two scrambled eggs um on one slice of wholemeal bread with some smoked salmon if you've got it in or some oh. um cooked mushrooms or tomatoes that would be a quick lunch um i'm a big fan of um oily fish so you could buy pre-cooked salmon fillets or mackerel fillets and have a really nice salad with that. Um, uh, wraps are always better than sandwiches because the carb content is less. Uh, if you need a bit of energy, rye bread's great. You can have quite a lot of that. You could spread that with hummus um, and have a really nice salad. Um, I'm obsessed with salads at the moment because, because it's hot. Um, if it was cooler, then soups are great, but make sure there's protein in them. So you know, whether it's bean, lentil-based soups or chicken soup. Um, so, yeah, I think the principle is protein, slow-releasing carbs and vegetables and some fat. So fat 
keeps us fuller for longer like protein does. So we, we're still in, living in quite a fat phobic society, but it's really good to use fat quite liberally. And by fat, I mean things like olive oil, um, avocados, nuts and seeds. So it's a really lovely food, basically, really mm. delicious food. Yeah, sounds you know, right. Like, when can you come and deliver that? <laughs> yeah, we want a delivery service from Emily. Um, I used to be hooked on salty snacks, crisps and peanuts. But Emily said have olives instead. So sometimes if I'm feeling snackish, instead of going for the peanuts, I'll go and have a few olives. That does that does me during the day as well, you know, if I needed a little snack. So that's good good for me. But it's, it's not yeah. about deprivation. It's finding something delicious and alternative that would, as, as you said earlier, nourishing the body, mm. not, not putting it under stress, really. Yeah, and I think it's about thinking of it in terms of, of investment. You know, spend a bit of time thinking about what you're going to be eating today and make sure you've got delicious snacks in your fridge so at mid-afternoon you can go in and get um some hummus and oat cakes or you can get a bowl full of olives um rather than you know opening your cupboards and the only thing in there is a packet of crisps you know it's about spending a bit of time making sure your cupboards are stocked or your fridge is stocked I love that. It's such great advice because it's one of the things that I'm really bad at is um, when I'm thinking about cooking for my little girl, I'm really good at it. So yes. I really plan. Um, but when she's at nursery and therefore I'm not the one in charge of cooking for her, I'm really bad at remembering to do anything for myself. So mm. I'm ashamed to say I'm sat here now thinking I haven't actually eaten or drank anything other than a glass of water all day. <laughs> Um, and that is pretty normal that's pretty normal for me whereas mm -hmm. I have made sure she had a breakfast before she went to nursery but it's what can what can we do differently to make sure that we take as good a care of ourselves as we do of the people that we're responsible for I think it's about it's about prioritizing yourself isn't it it's the same principles as if you were helping someone with self-care it is part of that isn't it it's thinking it's just as important for your little girl that that you're well nourished um and and see it in that context you know it's important for her that you have a long and healthy life so that you can look after her well um so it's you're just as important it's like that whole life jacket on an airplane thing isn't it there's no point putting the life jacket on your child if you're not going to have it on yourself so it is important I think we get so busy that we we forget about the importance of, of food um I think that's a good point because we we were saying like right at the the onslaught of this uh show today how busy we feel at the moment how you know how how much we have to fit in and I think you know my experience of trying to eat well I'm not going to say the word dieting um is, is all about planning you know and you see that a lot don't you if we have to if we, if we want to eat well you have to have your fridge stocked with the right things but yeah. if what, what's your biggest tip for us really busy people that haven't planned well that haven't got a really good stock fridge and need to grab something on the go just as we're rushing out the door what's the best thing we can grab if we haven't shopped well oh that's a challenge um <laughs> um what's the best thing uh I guess all of it would, would involve some planning. That's that's the problem. So I think just making sure you've eaten something, having nothing isn't going to help you. And when you get to the point where you can get something, your brain's going to drive you to choose the thing with the highest sugar, refined carb content. So 
something is better than nothing but i think yeah just you know things that are great for breakfast are there's now so many low sugar granolas on the market and they are delicious and they're full of nuts and seeds um that's a really quick breakfast just having some granola some full fat yogurt and a handful of berries and you could be eating that whilst you're getting your kids ready for school or whilst you're if you have to right whilst you're reading your emails but it's making sure that you do have something um otherwise your productivity is gonna crash yeah no that is that is such amazing advice and can you believe we're nearly out of half an hour already that's just disappeared and you've given us such great advice already on how to make sure that we're just taking better care of ourselves to really you know if we think about all all of us are obviously in business and actually we are part of our most important asset aren't we if yeah. we're not healthy if we're not fit if we're not um firing on all cylinders we can't best serve our customers our clients and, and our business so it is really important if i could ask you to just share one last thing if there were one top tip what would it be to the people watching please this there's a caveat here this doesn't apply if you have a nut allergy but nuts are fantastic and i think again we're still a bit nervous of them we think they make us fat because they're high in fat but nuts are your best friend they're full of great fiber minerals, vitamins, and amazing um, essential fats. So they're things we can't make ourselves. So I would say next time you go shopping, buy bags of nuts, have one in your handbag, have one in your desk drawer, make it part of what your family eats. You know, that's what you go for when you want a quick snack um, because yeah, they're so nutritious and full of protein as well. So they will keep you full. Oh, well. You've literally made my day because I love nuts, and I now feel like an excuse to go and uh, raid the nut drawer. So thank you so much for that, and it's been such a delight to have you with us. Before we go, though, Caroline, have you got a final tip, please? Oh, it's just always self care, self love. Have lunch, Kim. Eat breakfast, eat lunch. All of us stop for half an hour, get a lovely plate of gorgeous food. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. That is my, my tip. It's a great investment in self care, self love. I love that. And it is so true. And I, I promise I will. <laughs> My lovely. Last tip from you. I think like everything else, and Emily's reinforced this, we have to take the time to plan ahead. You know, we have, if we want to eat health, we're committed to all the great things in life. We've got to plan for them. You know, plan for exercise, plan for diet, plan for friends, plan for relationships, plan something for us. So yeah, get planning guys. Oh, I love that. Great advice. And I think it is it is just about making sure that we take care of ourselves, isn't it? And, and that we see that as an investment in the people that we care about, not just a, an act of selfishness, which I can sometimes be guilty of thinking. So it has been an absolute joy. If you would like to join us and be in Emily's seat, then please do get in touch at www.businessblondes.tv. And in the interim, stay safe, stay well, look after yourselves. See you next week.